of the book, praise God, of Matthew. And I'm going to be reading verse 14 and 15. And then verse 19. For the kingdom of heaven is as a man traveling into a far country who called his servants, own servants, notice own servants, and delivered unto them his goods. And unto one he gave five talents, and unto another two, to another one, to every man according to his ability, his several ability, and straightway took his journey. Verse 19. And after a long time, the Lord of those servants cometh and reckoneth with them. We're going to pray right now. Bless your word, God. Bless this effort. Bless these wonderful families represented before the throne of grace. We want to leave here better than we came. In the name of Jesus, amen. You may all be seated. Verse 48, 24th chapter. But, and if that evil servant shall say in his heart, My Lord delayeth is coming. He said, But if that evil servant says, My Lord delayeth is coming. And verse 46 says, Blessed is that servant whom his Lord when he cometh shall find so doing. Verily I to you that he shall make him ruler over all his goods. My title here is Before the Rapture. The word rapture is not a biblical term, but the concept is in the Bible where it speaks of a translating of the believers or the body of Christ. A time is coming when Christians were genuine Christians can expect to see a conversion from mortal to immortality. When they'll give up this earthly image that we all have for the heavenly image, when we all shall give up this earthly carnal nature for a divine nature, where the Bible said that we shall represent not the earthly but the heavenly kingdom and division and also have a body fashioned after his body. That's an appetizer for me to live for God. The glorious appearing and the coming of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible tells us that he gave a parable. And by the way, parables are truth told in a mysterious form where the unlearned may miss it and think it's just a Sunday school story. But it has deeper significance to those who are enlightened and fully illuminated. 
He said that the kingdom of God. Now, you must understand there's a kingdom of this world. Satan took Jesus up on a high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world. I believe he showed him the UN. I believe he showed him Hollywood. I believe he showed him all the hot spots for fun that gives us all a pleasure for a season. I believe he showed it all. In a moment, there's a flash of light. He saw all the lights, the glimmer lights, kingdoms of Babylon and Persia and Medes and Grecians, Romans, etc. He saw it all. <coughs> In a moment, he showed Jesus the kingdom of this world. <coughs> but then the Bible's talking about Jesus himself now, talking about the kingdom of God and how this master has servants that he is going to delegate responsibility to them. Based on their ability, that means nobody is given a task beyond their ability to perform. He gave them responsibility and said, Now, I'm going away for a long season. And by the way, I'm going to tell you why he's going away. He's going to prepare a place that where he is, we may dwell also. And why he has to go and prepare it? Because you didn't belong there originally. So when it was first made, there was no room for you. So he's going to go back there and make room for us. So he's going to long journey. And that journey is not anywhere around the world, but above and beyond the heavens. And he said, if I go... I will come again. And I'll receive you unto myself. That's what he said. And they said, I gave to every person a responsibility. I talked to a fellow minister who said, in rebuttal to what I was saying, you can't call somebody. I said, just a minute, friend. Everybody in the faith is called. Amen. Many are called. And the mere fact you have an Acts 2 4 experience and an Acts 2 38 experience, you're in the body. You are in the workforce. Acts 2 4 says, and they were filled with the Holy Ghost. Acts 2 38 says, they were baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. And their commission is Acts 1 8, ye are witnesses of me. Now, a witness is somebody who will be subpoenaed to speak. They don't. They find for perjury or contempt of court, and they'll be locked away for a long season. Now, Jesus Christ is using a parable here of a businessman who has to leave his business in the hand of a bunch of stewards and said, Now, I'm going away, and here's your responsibility here is yours here is yours and here is yours and I'm going to tell you right now anybody who's born again of the water and the spirit and the blood of Jesus is responsible to him and not only have a birth but a citizenship 
and a divine accountability. Whether you like it or not, every Christian is an ambassador of God. Now, we may not be loyal, faithful ambassadors. We may not live the life we should live and represent Him as we ought to, but we are by calling. Our calling, amen, was by Him. Because no man come to Him by Himself except the Spirit draws Him. You don't join Jesus. You're born in Jesus. Amen. There's no uh, membership to get attached to it. You're born or you're not born again. And so he gave to each person according to their ability. Now, I don't know your ability, and only God knows your ability, and every man don't have the same abilities, but God gave his as he see fit. And by the way, God is the one that set us in the church. God didn't, I didn't set you in the church. I can't set you in the church. God set in the church as it suits Him. So when God put His hand on my life, there's a reason why He called me. It's not just to bless me, even though that's a part of it. It's not just to prosper me, even though that's a lot of it. But I've got a, a, a fiduciary responsibility to God. And the Lord said, He left on a long journey. Now I want to say this. Time is the best judge. Never be jumped to its conclusion. Wait on time. Time will reveal what kind of ground you are. I can toss the seed on the ground, but I will not know until time is allotted. Time will tell me if that was a good ground, a choke ground, a bad ground, or whatever it was. It takes time. It takes time to reveal discipleship. It takes time to tell God if He wasted His time dying for you. It takes time for God to find out if, it took, if He wasted His revelation on you. There are some people on earth that God said it was better they had not known the truth. Better you had not known anything about God. Better you died a pagan agnostic then you know this truth and you keep it in unrighteousness and you live a life as if not knowing the revelation of who God is and the mystery God has given to us God says I will call it into accountability someday and so God said I gave them severally according amen to their ability then he left them, and he knew. He knew, like I do, and you know, on your job, if your boss stay over you and micro-control you, you'll do a good job. All your boss is there, you know, to punch you and nudge you and push you. You'll do the best job there because he's watching you 24-7, you know. He's there watching you. But the real test of your servitude is when you are all by yourself. And you're not on the watchful eye of scrutiny, so you think. Hello? And you're all free to do what you want to do. Amen. That's when the real you is seen. Amen. When you're all by yourself. And the Lord knew that. Anybody can feel good when the loaves and fishes are coming. 
But when you're all by yourself, that's why God left Adam and Eve by themselves to see what they would do when the devil came. He was there watching all the time at a distance, watching Adam and Eve. He could have showed up and said, Adam, that's the devil. Walk away. No. He wanted to see what Adam and Eve were going to do because he left them with accountability and responsibility. And now you're on your own. You're all by yourself. No one there to push you and nudge you to tell you what to do. Do what's in your heart. Do what's in your mind. Do what you're thinking. But know for sure the consequences come with your decision. You don't choose the consequence after you act. It comes as a part and parcel of that decision that you made. And so you can't blame anybody for the outcome of what happened to you in your life. So the Lord left them there. And the devil came and just lied to them and changed the word of God. And they fell for it. You know what? Like I said last night, our Friday night, it was the altar of convenience. They believe it. It was very convenient for them to believe what they believed. Because they want convenient religion. Convenient religion means don't go too far. It's too much effort. You don't have to da, 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 da. But you forgot one thing. You're not the judge. You're just a performer. But there's somebody going to praise you and see how you've done. Revelation, talk about it. God says, I know thy works. I know what you're doing. I know what you're not doing. I know what you should be doing. And I'm going to judge you based on what I know you should be doing. And she said, I'm going I'm to be gone. Now, it's a dangerous thing when authority leaves you on your own. Moses went up to Mount Sinai, for example, here's an example right here, to talk to God. So innocent, isn't it? Israel, wait till I come back. When I come back, I'm going to tell you what God says. When he came back, church, what happened there? Golden calf, dancing, carrying on. I mean, the whole thing changed. That quickly, things changed so fast. And it wasn't in their best interest. Keep that in mind. That's what Jesus is talking about. He went away on a long journey, and now he's testing his people to see what kind of persons they are. If they're going to be qualified to go into the kingdom of God. Remember right now, we're living in the kingdom of this world. You and I are living in the kingdom of this world. And if you want to go down with it, that's fine. It's a titanic. But there's another kingdom coming. The kingdom of God is coming. And it's come to your house. It comes to you. But what you do with it is going to determine where you spend eternity. Wherever you end up after this service is going to be your responsibility. Because to you, the kingdom of God has come. And it's being preached to you. And you've got to make a choice what you're going to do with your ability. Who's going to get it? And he gave one so many and gave one A, one B, one C and said, All right, boys, go. Do what you wish with it till I come back. So for a long time he went away and he said, One servant going to say, My Lord delayeth his coming. And many people don't say it, but they live it. Many of you are living like he's not coming. Many of you are living like the scripture don't even exist. 
Many of you are living like the signs of the times are not telling you anything. And so you can be in Austria with your head in the sand, but there's some people like Noah who move with fear and faith and end up with divine favor. And so you can choose what you want to do. But just before the rapture, people are going to be complacent. Some will be falling away. Some will be lethargic, giving in to seductive, lustful spirits. Amen. And acting like he's not coming back. And the Bible says there are three categories of people here. Three things were happening. God was, you must be tested before you can enter that kingdom. You're not going to slide in. It's not going to be an easy road. I'm going to check out your faithfulness. God said. So God left you with a talent show. So God left you with a talent show. What are you doing with your talent? Give it to the devil. Or hide it under a bushel. Or conceal it. Never use it for God. Never give it to God. Never being used of God. Well, he's not going to fight with you. But he will require an accountability from you. And so God said, I'm going to come back. Now when he came back after a long time, they forgot he's coming. And he, bam, like a thief showed up. When I was working at the plant, at technical services, my boss wanted to meet me once a year. And we discuss. We discuss our performance to be. Then he wouldn't talk to me the rest of the year. It's the honest truth. He'd pass me by. <laughs> and I'd do my stuff. And every month, say another word to me. But when performance review comes, boy, he puts on a different hat. And all the things he saw over those times, he would mention it to me. Deficits, defects, or good performance. And friend, on that credibility, my wife, my life, sorry, my life was being determined if I'd be staying employed or be fired. For me to keep the chair I had was going to be based on the performance review. My report card was coming in. Because I was hired for the company with a certain skill I had. And either the skill was theirs or not to have. And so the talent show was on. Now I've seen people got fired. I've seen folks got demoted. I've seen folks lost pay rollback and all that stuff. But it was all a matter of their talent show. The performance review finally showed up. God is going to call these people into question. Now he called in all three categories. He says, one, he says, well, he took us five and got five on it. One with three or two and got two more on it. And next guy said, well, guess what? I don't like what you do around here. I need to be going to find fault and make excuses. And I says, he buried. He buried it. Now I know what you're all saying, Pastor, that's not me. I'm number two. 
I'm the first one you mentioned, but I'm not the last one you just mentioned. The Lord knoweth. And on that day, you'll be weighed in the balance. And you'll be weighed against His expectation. Not your giving, but what He expects of you. Praise the Lord. That's what you'll be weighed by. It's a serious thing. And this church is before the rapture. And Jesus is not telling storytelling. Story he's telling what's going to happen before he takes his church off the earth. In other words, he wants to give you a reason when you get there, you know how you got there. And then if you left behind, you know why you left behind. He wants you to know the truth. The truth sets you free from guesswork. He's going to test you for commitment. How committed have you been to the responsibility, the truth, the revelation, the mystery of godliness, the opportunity to go to church, an open door to you. I showed you the doors. I've given you a way, a right way to go. What have you done with it? Your commitment to truth. Amen. Were you faithful to divine revelation and divine purpose? Or do you treat us like your songs? Something you change when you feel like. The next thing God's going to check you out for is fruitfulness. Not the fruit that you bring home to yourself. But he said, the vine and the branches are going to be brought before the husbandmen and the knives will be out and that which produce not shall be cut off you know what cut off mean? I think Cain felt it and said it was more than I can bear now we can cut off honey you don't wither up the same day you're going to cut off you slowly wither it up and that makes you feel like you're still okay you're not okay you're just slowly dying and don't realize it's gradualism is called. You're dying gradually and don't even know you're dying. You're being cut off. Tail by tail. Why? Because of lack of fruitfulness. You say, I don't believe that. Well, look, church, there's a fig tree you saw. He looked at the tree and he cursed that tree and it withered up. The only problem the tree had was it just did not bring fruit. When he wanted it. And he said, Look, you cut off. Off. The disciples said, Look, Lord, they survived. They said, Lord, look, it, it died. He said, Well, what do you expect? What did you expect? Because, you see, he said, That tree was not worthy to be hunkered in that ground. So you'll be checked out for worthiness. I'm telling you, you cannot go in this rapture coming if you're not faithful, if you're not committed, if you're not fruitful. He says, if you are not worthy. In other words, useful. You cannot enter the kingdom of God. And he came and he began to look at them and says, All right, boy, you're faithful. You're committed. You're fruitful. You're worthy. You're useful. Enter thou in the joy 
of the Lord. Now, many people are going to want our results, but they did despise our method. You went to marry what you could have given to God. And we invested what we had. And therefore, we're not equal. We're in the same boat, honey. Me and I sit in the same pews, but two in bed and one taken and the other left. Two on the job site, one taken and the other left. Two in the car, one taken off and the other left. Why? Because God's going to draw a line. The day's coming. And behold, that day is not too far off. When someone's going to hear from God, well done! You've done well. You've been good, faithful, committed, and profitable and useful. Enter thou into the joy of the Lord. What is the joy of the Lord? It means a kingdom where there's no more dying, where the sun never shines, the streets are of gold, the walls are of jasper, and the gates are pearly. Can I go on some more? I'm talking about a kingdom where Jesus Christ reigns. King of kings, no more pain, no more woe, no more heartache. He said, enter thou in the joy of the Lord, which is my strength. I'm trying to tell somebody, just before the rapture, make your calling sure. In this pew right now, you're not all saved. So if you die right now, you can't miss hell. That's guaranteed. You're there already. The wrath of God is already on you. Don't look at me like that. I didn't choose the position you're in. You chose that. But thank God for an open door where the wrath can be taken off us. Hello? Hello? And so I'm saying here tonight, today, God's saying you're going to be tested and then you're going to be inspected. Now, we look pretty stupid coming to church Tuesday night to pray. I don't you watch TV and the rest of stuff that you're doing. And I don't look pretty crazy on Friday night studying the Word of God. I don't look kind of crazy. And I know I look almost mad come to church on Sunday morning and Sunday night and, and, and witnessing and working for God and, and praying and paying our tithe and, and being faithful in, in things of God. And it looks like we are just wasting our time. And like Martha, you're busy in your kitchen. Cumber about things in your kitchen that won't matter when Jesus Christ get ready. Let me tell you, Jesus is never late. He's never late. Mary act like he was, but he wasn't late. He knew when the time is. And when he showed up, it's the right time. I'm trying to tell somebody, just before the rapture, you're going to be tested. You're going to be called upon. Amen. To prove your worth. And I said, he said to this guy, Enter thou in the joy of the Lord. Oh, hallelujah. It is the one that's not good and successful person. Hallelujah. He said, You're faithful. You are faithful. And the next lad said, Lord, I brought so much on what I got. And God said, Great. Enter thou in the church. That's not a bedtime story. It's going to happen. I'm trying to emphasize that. It's going to happen. To people like you and me. God told the rich man, in your lifetime, do you remember that? 
in this church I'm not going to say it's not true but right now I can see in this church two, two doors one leads to life and blessing and one leads to curse one is to separation and one is to be brought into the family he says enter thou in the joy of the Lord but the last one he said to this guy here depart from me right and look where you threw him church into what outer darkness where there will be weeping and I know about you I'm fresh out of tears I got no more tears to cry down there so I'm not going there you might think so, but right now, you know what I'm trying to do? I'm trying to save myself. My wife and I, you know, you know we wish a certain age in life, and everybody badgering us. Well, what are you going to do now? What are you going to do now? What are you going to do now? We said, what? What are you talking about? One guy said, man, I can't wait for Sunday to come. i got to go fishing. A preacher, he's telling me this. Man, Sunday's coming. I'm going to preach him. I'm going to go some fishing at some bank, whatever. I just retired a while ago. I thought, oh. You were tired, did you? Yeah. You know what? Fishing. When the servant said, My Lord delays his coming and began to eat and drink with the what? Lost you now. With the drunkards. Then that Lord is going to come upon him in a moment when you think not and catch him unaware and he will be left behind. Now, I said, Jesus, why do you tell these people I didn't know you? He said, look, he's saying to them, this is my revelation now, he's saying, I've never known you to be faithful. Some folks are unfaithful in their marriage, in their work, and also in things of God. If a person is not faithful in their family, they will not be faithful to church. Guaranteed. That's why in the ministry you cannot be a pastor if you're not faithful to your wife. When you're faithful to your wife, you won't be faithful to God. It's impossible. I don't know why people, people marry guys who don't love God. Because I promise you, he won't love you either. <laughs> That's the truth. He says, I never known you to be faithful. He says, I never knew you. What do you mean, God? He says, I never known you to be committed. What do you mean they never know me, God? He says, I've never known you to bring forth fruit to me. He said, look, I've never known you. He said, what do you mean by that, God? I've never known you to ever walk worthy of me. Church, and then these are the other words that I want. I don't want to hear them. Depart from me. It's the hardest thing to leave a place of employment where money was flowing and now you, you, you're added to skid row poverty list. I made sure my uh, performance appraisal was always up to snuff. Cause I couldn't go up and tell my wife they just fired me. It's the most psychological hard time for any husband to go home and tell his wife, I just got fired. Usually they end up in the pub and maybe put a gun to their head sometimes. Because they don't mind telling their friends got fired. But it was always hard to tell a wife they just fired me. 
But you think that's bad? It's worse. When God tells you, you have no part nor a lot in my kingdom. That's worse. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego didn't mind losing their jobs. But said, I can't afford to lose God. Daniel didn't mind losing his high position. But he sure didn't want to lose God. And I don't mind losing my job. But I sure don't want to lose my God. I can give it all up. But I can't give up God. I've got to have God with me. I must have the Savior with me. For I dare not walk alone. I must feel His presence always with me. That's why when my boss tried to mess around with me, I said, look, I know you don't like what I believe, what I live for, and you can fire me if you want to, but you can't get me to do what you want me to do. Because I don't want to lose Jesus Christ. Because when, amen? I'm telling you, church, God is saying to somebody in this service, it's time to be faithful. It's time to be committed. It's time to live a fruitful life. It's time to walk worthy of what you know, what you have, and what God reveals to you. Otherwise, you're going to become persona no grata. A person without citizenship. Would you stand? Before the rapture. I don't know about you, but if God gave me a choice, how I want to die, I'd probably die behind the pulpit or die to finish preaching. But I don't want God to find me dying on the pub. I don't want God to find me dying somewhere else that make him embarrassed. Then God said, that's not enough. Let me show you one more parable to let you know that I mean what I'm saying. He said, my kingdom is like virgins waiting for the coming of the husbandman. And they're the same problem. Some were faithful, some were committed, some were fruitful, and were worthy. And the Bible says they entered in. They entered in. The stories are the same. But what's the message? He said the virgins, they choose to invest. Hello? They choose to invest and not just carry on based on the minimum. If you're just going to make it in, you're not just going to slip in because there's a devil out there to stop you. You have to have more power and willpower to get in. You have to have Holy Ghost power to push your way in and push your way in to come to God. You have to go against your own carnal desire and your own carnal flesh and fight to survive. The times I must be saved. I must stay saved. I must be ready. Not getting ready. I've got to be ready. And then you got some of us are goats. Some of us are sheep. The difference. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen.
to the goats. They refuse to help. This church will always be in this city. And we're going to build with and without your help. You may never lift a finger to further this cause, but it will be held against you. You will be cursed with a curse. He said, Curse be Miraz, who came not to the help of the Lord. We're going to build without you. We're going to build without your contribution. We're going to build without your finance. We're going to build without your help. But honey, when it's all over, we're going to condemn you. And God cursed those goats. He said, you could have. You should have. And you didn't. Depart! You're not hurting us. We're going to struggle on. We're going to struggle on by ourselves. But God said, those goats, they're not going to make it in. You could have helped the cause that you didn't. You squandered your life in sin. And now I showed up. And you want to come on in. No! That would be an insult to the sheep. Hello, who gave its wool, its milk. Why, you kept yours and do what you did with it. God said, no. God said, no to that slothful servant. You know what a slothful servant is? It doesn't mean he didn't do anything. He just didn't do anything with what he's got. And what's amazing was, he gave back the Lord exactly what he gave him. He said, Pastor, he wants you to retire. I said, yes. And do what? What do I want to do? To make more room for the devil to make, run around me? No. What do I do on Tuesday night? What do I do on Friday night? What do I do on, <laughs> on Sunday? What do I do? Join you? You got it all wrong. I'm going to die at this post. I don't need no ease. I don't. <laughs> my wife said, I don't have a problem. I'm under no stress. I'm not distressed in what's right. <laughs> it's going to pay off in the end, honey. I'm trying to tell you, friend, one of these days, we're going to be Lazarus in the bosom of God. Uh, and you and all your wretches are going to be down in the flame burning. And say, God, give me some tip of water on my tongue. It won't be done, my friend. Your days of giving orders are over. Would you bow your heads right now? I just feel in this service today, people in this building are resting with unfaithfulness. Your lack of commitment. Your life is totally barren and fruitless. You are not living a worth, worthy life. And the only reward you're going to have is bitter gall. And I would to God you would change it right now. I would to God you choose to invest and bury what you got I choose to, I wish tonight today you would be profitable then continue this unprofitable journey you're on I pray to God that you become more useful and less slothful God's talking to you right now I don't need to tell you this there's no finger pointing in this service but God knows you he knows your number he knows where you live and he's watching you this is in that hour when you think not, I'm going to show up. In that moment when you think not, I'm going to show up. 
I don't think Noah had time to build an ark when the Lord showed up. He had to have a finish ark. I'm saying there's souls in this building not saved. You know you're not saved. Oh my God, you don't need God to tell you that. You know it. If you die right now, you go to hell. You know it. The lake of fire is here waiting for you. And that's not God's will for your life. There's a door of salvation open to you this morning. And that's why he has not come. My friend told me last night, he said there's a lady in a church, epileptic all her life. They give her two months to live. He said the first time she walked in church, God healed her. And after she was healed, she was not seen again. And I showed up again. He said, lady, you owe God a whole lot. God didn't heal you to go back in sin. God didn't give her that job to run with prostitutes. God didn't give it divine favor so you could squander like the prodigal son. All that I gave you was to bless you, to be a witness to me and show the world that I live. Is there somebody here feel a guilt in their heart? You've wasted your life. When it's all done, you're going to leave it all behind. And to hear those words, you are unprofitable. Cursed be Miroth, who never came to the help of the Lord. He's coming soon with joy.